Hi. Phone rings, door chimes, in comes company. <laughs> Perfect intro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's the Broadway baby and the musical maniac coming at you after watching the revival of company. All of our friends did, and all of us saw it at different times. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. There's uh, so many single seats available at the theater last minute. Yes. I actually think that, yeah, I think that works in our favor. Yes. Because I got a great one. And then you got an even better one. Crystal got a good one. Yeah, we all got good seats. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So, Nothing to complain about here. Yeah, we're not going to even um, pretend to complain. <laughs> Anna, Richard, and all of their friends Rushed to Broadway, watched before it ends. An old show, but new again, revived, and now it's making a splash. Run, don't walk, and see the show if you have been given a chance. We love, we love filling the time. We love singing with rhymes, with all the love of company. We watch company. You watch company. We love company. We suck company. Company. So this is the 2020-2021 U.S. revival of Company based on the same revival of 2018 on West End, directed by Marianne Elliott, where Bobby, 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 baby, Bobby, Bobby, Robbie is now not male presenting at all, but female presenting. So good. So good. What a good change up. Yeah, and much needed, right? And as I sang in our makeshift theme song for the Broadway Baby and the Musical Maniac, all of our friends had seen this version of Company separately. Myself, then Crystal, then Kelly and her sister Stephanie, and then Tracy, and finally Anna, you... But I actually am talking to all of my friends. These good and crazy people, my friends. These good and crazy people, my single friends. And all of us are going to be talking about company in this special episode of The Broadway Baby and the Musical Maniac. I'm host number one, Richard. And I'm Anna. And our guests are, if you'd like to introduce yourselves. Crystal, here I am. Hi, I'm Tracy. And I'm Kelly. Welcome, everyone, to the discussion of company. I'm so excited. Let's get started. Yes, please. I could talk about this for days.
So technically, this would be the first time the Broadway Baby and the Musical Maniac has had like a sequel, like a, a revisited, a, a revival, if you will, because we talked about all Ooh. of the original productions of Company, and we teased the fact that we were still during Broadway being closed, and that the new version of Company had just barely opened previews and then had to shut down March 2020. And so we've been without company all this time until the end of 2021. Um, we were still in that that window of, uh-oh, are they going to close down because of Omicron again? A lot of shows did. And luckily, oh, really? yeah, okay, yeah. So we oh, were... I didn't, I didn't realize that a ton of shows closed. Yeah, so we were in this bubble where a bunch of them took a three-month break or they just, you know, put in all their chips and said, no, we're we're gonna really cancel now because it's just with this Omicron, it's too hard to function. Which I understand. Well, yeah, it was running pretty rampant. Yeah, because that time period, the end of last year to the beginning of this year, it was the worst. And New York was like, "Oh no, we just avoided all this, and now it's back." I fully was expecting to have a whole bunch of swings and understudies mm. because there was a blizzard. Yes, it was snowing in- profusely. Yeah, it snowed all Friday night. So like Friday from 7 p.m. until easily Saturday at 12 p.m. It was snowing and it was windy and there was so much snow that was like accumulating outside that I was mentally preparing myself to have just a full cast of replacements, which is totally fine because swings and understudies are truly the backbone of Broadway. Like shows would not go on without them. Right. And if we didn't know that before, we know that now during this Omicron stuff. So we know that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I was mentally prepared for a whole bunch of replacements. And when I got to the theater and I opened the playbill, that little insert that tells you like, who's going to be playing who for the day was not in there. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to see everyone. Ah! Like, I'm going to see the whole cast. I... I'm not okay. And literally, as soon as the first song started, I started crying when I saw everyone coming out. I was just immediately in tears. I feel you. Yeah, the excitement, the exhilaration, and um, yeah, just just seeing such a, a professionally mounted show. I mean, it is Broadway, but I would also say, argue, that it might be the best version of company I've ever seen, ever. Yes. Oh. So good just Hands to see down. that. Yes. Hands absolutely. down. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I'm glad we're on the same page. You were like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was because it's so good. <laughs> so I don't know if it was just the pocket I was in, um, but the two ladies next to me that I met, um, they had no idea what the show was. Really? Yeah. And so I was like, They were like, Oh, what do you think? And I wasn't aware that they weren't kind of more aware of what company was and i will say the history of it as in it used to be male whatever yeah all the changes yeah um and i was like oh yeah like blah 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 blah, like oh and then this and she goes oh wait what (laughs) (laughs) and like they were an old they were the they were i mean older than me but like um it's not like they were like dumb or anything it's just like they live in new york and this is like the one thing to go back out and then like enjoy um re- normal life since the pandemic and so they've just been hitting up every show regardless of if they know it or not and i love oh, that i love that too and they loved the show so even though they didn't see 
that didn't have anything to compare it to. They loved it. Yeah. I think this show does appeal to a modern audience, whether or not they've seen the original yeah. or a different revival. Or you're right, like your seatmates saw it and just loved it sight unseen right. yeah with the crew member that also went to the show the same night that i was there she had never even heard of company before but it just like had pre had before we arrived in new york had already decided she was going to go see company and i don't remember why it was she said but then we had a great discussion about it the next day where i was like yeah well company like this is not what company was written as like yeah. company was written with bobby as a man and like a lot of the roles have been like um well, not a lot of the roles, but some of the roles have been like gender swapped or whatever. And yeah. so the storyline has obviously changed. Smashed it. Tell me about Company, Kelly. Well, I saw it last week on Broadway, of course. And it was just fantastic. My sister and I, Stephanie and I, went to New York last week to visit. And it happened to be during Broadway week when they have two-for-one tickets. That's a little secret nugget, which isn't really a secret, but was a nugget and got us some really good seats. We were fifth row orchestra center. So we got great placement for the ticket or for the show and good ticket prices. And we just felt really lucky to get the spots that we did. And what did you think of the new revival production? I liked it. It was good. It was good. I did see Patty. It was amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, mean, I know that I would have felt the same. It would have been amazing, you know, with the show Patty is too. so good. Yeah. And it's so iconic. And just the everything about it just blew me away. Um, but yeah, having Patty there. Oh, oof. icing. Well, I was even telling, so I went with my friend Mia, mm. who lives in Manhattan, and she had known nothing about company before the show. And so on the way to the theater, I was explaining, you know, traditionally, Bobby is played by a male lead. Right. And, you know, like, it focuses around him trying to figure out what he wants out of his life. But the existential crisis of turning 35 for a guy is not as poignant as it is for a woman. So I was like, I'm really excited to see how this is going to play out yeah. for a female lead. And it did not disappoint. No. And truly it hit home in a way that no other production of company has ever hit home for me before. Amazing. Yes. Absolutely. I will. And I mean, we even talked about that last time we talked about company and Anna, you know, she was like, it's very relatable. Like mm -hmm. I can see myself and Bobby and me now, obviously when I see it played as a woman that makes it a lot more relatable and the lyrics change and things become, you know, they, it's funny. Cause like <laughs> in the original production, uh, uh, you could drive a person crazy. I'm like, yes, I've been that girl singing yeah. about a guy who was 
just drove me nuts. I was like, but now in this, like that was a song that I related to, but now yeah. in this production, I relate to like 90% of the songs, you know, right. now coming from my perspective, I'm not, you know, a 35 year old bachelor. I'm, you know, a 27 year old single woman who's trying to figure out how on earth to not be single you know, yeah. in today's day and age, right. which is exactly what Bobby is going through. So exactly. Like you could totally like, zoom ahead a few years and be like oh that's a possibility like not yeah, something yeah. <laughs> not something well, that I'm... having all those married friends or friends who are settled or whatever oh. you know like that's that's definitely a reality for so many people oh my gosh um the wedding announcement they did a great job of modernizing it oh like, yeah i was just i was blown away i was blown away with the whole production the set value the the rewrites Yes, it was very, very good. I thought it was fun the way they changed it. It totally changed the feel of the show, I think. Yeah. I thought that was great the way that they flipped the script a little bit because it's much more representative of today's women, I think, or just today's story. There's plenty of single women that have made it all the way to 35, gasp, and aren't married and are just out having a good time having a bad time just living their lives and so it was fun to get to see it that way the artistic expression of how they um staged it directed it um put it together with the set the costumes and everything they upped the ante when it came to the comedy part of it hence yes why they call it company a musical comedy because i was like this is the funniest i've ever seen this show and it's not like they added jokes. All the jokes were there. <laughs> yeah. It's just people knew how to play them this time. Yep. Yeah. So and much funnier. So much more realistic, too. Yes. I, the thing, this other scene that really sticks out to me for that comedy is, um, shoot, what, the very first couple, Sarah and Larry, or Sarah and Harry, I think. Yeah, Harry. Yeah, the little yeah. things you do together, do together. With the, yeah, with, <laughs> with drinking bourbon and eating brownies, just how painfully relatable that whole scene was yeah. of the two of them, like, criticizing each other's diet habits or, like, abstaining from alcohol habits and then ultimately succumbing to them yeah. by chugging bourbon and dropping her entire face into the plate of brownies. It was the best I've ever seen that scene performed ever. It's because it's so funny. It, it's hilarious. Was this not the funniest company you've ever seen? It's so funny. And who doesn't love Patty LaBone? Patty LaBone, everybody <laughs> rise. My God. I know. Um, of everyone you mm -hmm. Anna, there's Kelly, there's Crystal, Tracy, and um, Kelly's sister saw it with Kelly, but you know, we'll count that too. Mm -hmm. Y'all saw Patty Lapone and I saw the understudy. <laughs> oh. Well, we we will have to go again and take Shelby. That's what I think cuz I want I loved Patty's understudy. Don't get me wrong, I was happy yeah. to see her. What a rare treat to see someone else's right. interpretation Most of people, it. Well, their entire run don't have the understudy actually perform. Exactly. So that was great yeah. for me to see a great performer and a person of color from an Indian American actress which I I was so surprised too because 
it kind of changed the dynamic um, instead of Patty being married to a black husband, like in the normal casting, it was Indian American Joanne being married to a white husband. I'm like, oh, they maintained a mixed race marriage, you know, kind of like keeping with, oh, the, yes. yeah, keeping with the times, keeping with the New York theme of, you know, it's a melting pot and it's diverse, which I appreciated yeah. the casting for that. Yeah. It, I think, is Anisha Nagarajan. Mm-hmm. And she was amazing. Um, you may recognize her, Anisha Nagarajan. She was in such shows as uh, Outsourced. Is that what it's called? It, that is what it's called. Mm-hmm. The sitcom Outsourced, which is based on the movie Outsourced, where an American white guy goes to India to be the manager of this all-American yes. comedy set yeah. place in India. Yeah. And she yeah. was one oh, of yeah. the... She looks so familiar. Yeah. yeah. She was one of the funnier... Oh, she played Joanne? Yes! How, how old is she supposed to be? So what they do for Patty... Now, this is the funny part. What they do for Patty is they just give her a little flat black bob wig, right? Yeah. Yeah, what they do for Anisha for this role is they give her the bob wig, but it has gray streaks all about. So it's basically like Patty playing younger, uh, Anisha playing older. <laughs> so they're okay. meeting in the middle somewhere. So that she is supposed to be older than Bobby, and she has a rougher um, timbre to her voice. But in real life, she's the same age. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, That's so funny. Well, honestly, looking at her photos, and they could be old photos. You know, Google doesn't really necessarily show you like a recent image when you search an actor. Mm -hmm. um, but based on her photos, I would guess that Anisha is actually younger. Just based on photos, she she looks, I mean, I won't say substantially younger, but she looks younger. Oh, yeah. I would <laughs> so say. it's just very surprising to me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, her quality of the character was very on point, though, just like yeah. the little things you do together. I'm like, mm, that's right. That sounds right. That's what I like. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's the little things you do together, do together, do together, that make perfect relationships. The hobbies you pursue together, savings you accrue together, looks you misconstrue together, that make marriage a joy. Did you love the little, like the three boyfriends, their little quartet with only being three people, but it sounded like a barbershop quartet. It was so good. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I was like, wow, it's jazzier. <laughs> and, and they're hilarious. And the things that they say about Bobby in that song are... Um, yeah, the lyrical changes. Yes. <laughs> like, if she wasn't good at bed, please. <laughs> like, please. she's the best. She's good. And we know she's good at bad. I know. Yeah. She's good at bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or um, or when they're like, I could understand a person if she happened to be gay. Really? No. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to. That, that juxtaposition was really nice. Yeah. Where's the loose connection? How long, oh Lord, how long? Bobby, baby, Bobby, 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 you could drive a person frantic. You could blow a person's cool. Like to get a person all romantic. Why you make a feel a fool? But uh, when a person says you just don't get her, 
that's when you're good. You impersonate a person better than a zombie should. I could understand a person if she wasn't good in bed. She's good. No shit. I could understand a person if she actually was dead. Oh my gosh, thank goodness. Like, thank you for not making everyone white, first of all. Yes. And then second of all, the thing that I loved, maybe this is just me, but I was obsessed with the fact that one of Bobby's three boyfriends was Indian. I loved it. That was the best replacement cast ever because when it first opened in 2020, that was Kyle Dean Massey, a white guy, but he had to leave Uh the show because they put it on pause for a year or almost a... No, was it a year? Ooh, It was a year and a half. Yeah. So anyway, during that time, Kyle Dean Massey had a baby with his wife. I mean, she had the baby, but he... He's a part of that. (laughs) 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 But my point is he had to leave the cast. And so the, the Broadway cast currently when it reopened, so he's the original of the reopened, not the 2020 version, but the 2021 now currently 2022 version played by an Indian actor. So refreshing. And he was so good at that role. So I'm like much better, even though I love Kyle Dean Massey for who he is. What a blessing that he had to leave the show and they could find someone better, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, he was incredible. And his voice, those, just like... Those harmonies. It, it was almost oh like a barbershop quartet, but it was only three of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It blended really well and he was really funny and quirky. What a good character. Yeah. He was absolutely incredible. And I was so happy to see... I was just so happy to see an Asian American represented in that trio yeah, and to be cast as like a romantic lead in a way. Yep. No, like, you're right. I, we need to see that more often. And I was so happy to see that represented mm-hmm. and especially someone who's Indian American. Yeah, I was going to comment on the uh, more diverse cast. I enjoyed that too. Me too. So, and you- so they did replace him with a, with a actor of some, India. A person of color, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's of Indian descent, which makes at least two in the cast because um, the girl, the the woman I saw play Joanne is also an Indian-American actress. Oh, okay. So that's that's fun to see different people from different backgrounds on stage represented. Yes, I agree. Yeah. The more diverse, the better, right? Yeah. No, none of this is like director or anything, which, by the way, can we just say, um, while I was reading the playbill, I did not realize ahead of time, like some of the like the director and I want to say even like the music, the choreographer, um, they have like some crazy credits. Yeah. And like tons, tons of awards between them. Totally. I mean, like Olivier's and Tony's and. And all of them, you know, it's it was really, I mean, just ve- a very impressive cast, top to bottom. 
Yeah, like I also or laterally. I suppose top to bottom is maybe. Oh no! Laterally. Yeah, I see what you're saying though. In- all encompassing, yeah. the the um, yeah, the director Marianne Elliott. I mean, also you have to notice we have our female Bobby. We also have a female director, and that's like woman power. I love it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just just what you said. All these people, their credits and their credentials are great. Uh, I do like that she also was able to work with Stephen Sondheim before his death and like solidify all these changes and get his blessing for it. Because once a playwright or composer lyricist passes away, a lot of times they freeze the material and you can't change it. Like one time my friend Jess and I wanted to do and uh, the musical, they're playing our song and we wanted to gender swap it. And the rights company was like Samuel French. They were like, uh, you may not gender bend these characters. They have to be binary male, binary female. And we're like, okay, we, whatever. So, yeah, interesting. So the fact that they were able to change it in time to get all the necessary approvals. Which, which is like so incredible when you think about it. Like if you think about how many revivals go on Broadway how many of you can like how many of them can say like oh we really have the lyricist the composer like we have the playwright's blessing with this revival production like it's really hard to even be able to say that and so i feel like that gives company an added edge as a revival on broadway yeah i think that adds to the lore of the show right the allure and the lore like that will always be part of the story was that that company was on when he passed agreed totally it's yeah miraculous do you know when the west end um, 2018 was? Was it like 2018 okay. mm-hmm. yeah so 2018 19 it was kind of still going on and then it decided to transfer 2020 as luck would have it <laughs> ended up not really opening until 2021 which is so funny that the previews right. started March 2020, and it didn't open until the end of 2021. I know it's been on Broadway so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yet it's brand new. Yep. Shiny new toy of Broadway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So lucky that they got to come back. Yes. Ugh, thank God. Thank God. It's and perfect. I, it is. And I think we really needed to see that show in this time period, you know? It was so good. I'm just like, I was in awe. I think we both said we teared up when we sat down or walked into the theater. Like, yeah. <sighs> just seeing so seeing the company in lights on stage and just basking in the glory of all these, um, you know, really great performers and the songs and the, you know, so the composer, lyricist, Stephen Sondheim's work being presented in front of you. Oh, yeah, it was um, emotional in a good way. Yeah, it was so good. So good. I'm like ready as much as I, so I got into JFK and I texted Shelby immediately. Like as soon as we started driving and I was getting car sick, I'm like, I'm never picking up a JFK again. Like I was so sick. I got to my room and got sick. Um, And then I went like out and I walked both ways to and from the city. So I walked for like three hours total. Wow. Partly in the pouring icy rain. Yeah. but like now I'm like, okay, I need to self-assign all the JFKs I can get. <laughs> I know. I feel the same way. <laughs> Cause like 
this was one of the probably the more expensive productions probably just because it's so new um but like I've seen some of the other productions that are on Broadway like Phantom in the Phantom Theater um but like those tickets are so cheap I'm like if even if I don't want to spend a ton of money I'm still gonna go and like I'll go to something yeah I noticed that too when exactly when I went to see Flying Over Sunset and Company I was like, wow, I could I could see two more shows in this layover. But, you know, I wanted to, like, limit myself. Do other a, stuff. Yeah, I wanted to do other <laughs> stuff. Limit myself a little bit, but I was just like... Don't overwhelm your, uh, overwhelm your musical senses. Yeah. But it was just so fun to be able to come back and Broadway actually be open. Because you and I were talking that um, just, a, you know, a month or two, a few months ago, whenever we did the last podcast, we were like, oh, Broadway's open again. And yeah. then Omicron happened. Started shutting back down a little bit. Started shutting back down. We're like, oh, we spoke too soon. But now they're, yeah. they have a lot still open. So that's great. Like um, my favorite, obviously, this is my favorite new characterization. Amy <laughs> becomes Jamie. And that's probably the, yes, yeah, it's probably the best. Yeah best song best scene of the entire show and it kind of is like the the cl- not the climax but the highest point that you get in the middle of the show and, yeah and i i don't know about your audience but our audience gave matt doyle the standing ovation oh for sure ours did too perfect like i okay so we both have that special history with this song. Yes, <laughs> we do. College. We were in the performance <laughs> of it together. Yes. <laughs> and okay, for me, seeing the priest be the one that sings that like high opera part, the mm-hmm. like, bless this day, that bit. Yeah. I was obsessed with her with everything she was doing, where she was popping out of the scene, yes. like everything she was doing, I was living for. And I loved the way that they staged that scene particularly because you could tell that Jamie was truly having a mental breakdown before his wedding. And like, he was basically hallucinating everything that was happening in that kitchen, right? in that tiny apartment. <laughs> yes. And then like desperately looking at the people in the kitchen, like, are you seeing this for the love of God? Someone please tell me that you see what's happening right now. And everyone just like drinking mimosas and being happy and he's falling apart. I am so happy with how they staged that. It was so beautiful and powerful and just Mm -hmm. amazing. Yes. I would say the artistic expression of how they um, staged it, directed it, um, put it together with the set, the costumes and everything. They upped the ante when it came to the comedy part of it. Hence yes, why they call it company, a musical comedy, because I was like, this is the funniest I've ever seen this show. And it's not like they added jokes. All the jokes were there. <laughs> yeah. It's just people knew how to play them this time. Yep. Yeah. So and- much funnier, so much more realistic too. Because you've been doing happily, wouldn't it be funnier to go watch a funeral 
to Matt Doyle. He's the one that plays Jamie. Uh, he did an amazing job. Yeah, standing ovation. Yeah, we clapped for literally forever. Mm-hmm. I assume to give him a chance to breathe. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, <laughs> like, that's we funny. We were all amazed, obviously. But yeah. also to give him a chance to breathe after talking, saying, singing so fast. Yeah. He had to definitely stand out there for a good while where while the audience just cheered and cheered and cheered. He definitely got the biggest, loudest, longest cheer of anyone. I think he's like the sleeper. You don't expect the character of Jamie to be one of the most popular characters in the show, formerly known as Amy. So Jamie is... Yes, is the new character. And you don't expect that character to be the most popular, but I think equal popularity with the Joanne and Jamie character. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It was, like I said, she was. It, he was definitely the most well-received of the group that was the, or of, of the whole cast that night. Yeah. And it sounds like in yours as well. Right. He was so funny. Did it shock you how big of a comedy this version of Company became? It was funny, wasn't it? The way that that worked out. Because so much of the dialogue that they didn't change then became somewhat amusing when done in reverse. Yeah. We were like falling apart laughing. Yes, same. Our audience falling apart laughing as well. And as soon as it was over, the whole audience, without missing a beat, stood up to their feet and just howled and cheered and cheered and howled. And I was... I love that. That that killed me. That scene killed me the most. Yeah. Because that's mean, a funny was... scene anyway, but they've upgraded it. Yeah. Well, and I feel like in some other iterations, you know, it's it's like sort of funny, but that was like, that was definitely the best version I've seen of that song. Yeah. And heard of that song. And just the, the oh, the woman who like plays the priest or whatever. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um so funny and you could oh oh man gosh there's just so much to talk there's about. so much to talk about <laughs> but yeah when she i mean i don't know when she pops up behind the door and yeah jamie like freaks out and then she's inside the fridge and then she's coming out of the sink or whatever like yeah. it, was, it was just all so great and then there was like 10 of her you know because it was all there the was players. yes um just just yeah total fall out of your chair moment yeah um, the sweet baby angel yeah. he wasn't even a baby he just i think well, he lives in New York, so I don't know. But it seems like he doesn't have a broad um, idea of the world. He was freaking out <laughs> when the flight attendant and the uh, the main girl were having their love scene. He was freaking out. <laughs> oh, no. Like, the funniest. Like, it, it felt like I took a kid to the show. Oh, like, that's that funny. That was the reaction. It was hilarious. <laughs> He's scarred forever. He's scarred forever. <laughs> like at one point, she like unbuckles his pants and kind of her head is close to things. Oh yeah, and he goes, "Oh wow, oh wow." 
Oh, wow. <laughs> like, it's like I took my grandmother to the show. <laughs> but he was a 20-something gentleman. And so that was very sweet. I love that. What a <laughs> yeah. cute, a cute reaction. You're like, it was oh. a real mix. A real, real mix. mix of people in my section. <laughs> That's great. A lot of people online said, and I agree with this because they're they're smarter. They're journalists, and they know how to equate words into beautiful metaphors. And they said it was like Bobby in Manhattanland, like Alice in Wonderland. I'm like, that's what it was. That's what I watched. Oh yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, because I was like, I loved the staging and I loved how she would like pull the sets here and there and she goes down an actual manhole, rabbit hole. I'm like, oh shoot. Yeah. And sometimes she's really big and sometimes she's really small. I'm like, oh, Alice in Wonderland. I didn't even get it until I read the reviews after I saw the show, but I'm like, that's what it was. That's intelligent. That makes so much sense because my whole thought process with it was that she was literally just imagining the possibility of what could happen on her 35th birthday. And so like this whole time she was just in her head overthinking Mm -hmm. what her friends would say because she's turning 35, like how they would treat her now that she's 35, like all of this stuff. And you can see that like, the number 35 is present in every single scene. Right. Oh, that's another it's detail that I forgot. Everywhere. But I, I took note of that on the night. I just didn't write it down or think of it later. But you're right. It's the apartment yeah. numbers. It's on the calendars. It's on the fridge. It's written different places on the set all the time. Because all of the all of the clocks were set to 305. Yeah. In every single room as well. So, like, you can tell that, like, 35 is, like, this overbearing thing, which, like, for women, we know it is. But, like, that's why I really was thinking the entire show that this was all happening inside her mind. And mm-hmm. she was overthinking what it means to turn 35. And then in, like, I think it's the beginning of Act 2 where they have that, like, ticking clock. Oh, is- yes like pervasive through that one song or a couple songs, I was like, yeah, this is really happening like in her mind. And she's having a nervous breakdown about turning 35, which like, I mean, relatable. I had that about turning 30. So we'll <laughs> right. see what happens when I turn 35. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll pod a, we'll podcast about it then too. So there we go. <laughs> By then I'm hoping the company tour will be successfully running around the United States and other countries, and then we'll have an excuse to check in. <laughs> the TikTok song, the yes. song when, um, you know, they're like shuffling through all these different versions of her future. Yeah. And like the flight attendant guy, I have no idea how, I mean, I think I know. I think that there must have been some sort of opening behind the headboard. Right. Um, but he like somehow got out of the bed and back into the bed. Without like, being seen. Yeah, yeah. Several times. Yep. That was that was um, wonderful magic staging, like beautiful, yeah. just like. I mean, <laughs> it just blew me away. Oh, the sets! I couldn't get over how great they were. Oh, I just would watch. Everything was so clever. The way that he would move things around and have from have them come through the have her come through the ceiling and the bright neon lights. Everything was just fantastic and just made it larger than life i guess and and uh 
Bobby's beautiful red outfit. Just so much intentional color. It was just lovely. Yes, I noticed color played an important theme in the whole production because all the sets were a muted off-white, white, gray. Kind of a gray color, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after the first song, I assume that's the nightly thing, they moved the top fifth cur- like, um, curtain yeah. that enclosed the orchestra. And you could see them above everyone instead of below. Yeah. And so instead of like in the original production that we had watched, like a lot of the performers played woodwind instruments and mm. would do some of the musical accompaniment themselves. It felt like it was paying homage to that by having part of the orchestra be visible on the stage. Yeah, it gave them their due diligence, you know. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, they were performers as well. And mm. New York City was kind of a character in the show. It, everything was like very, oh, yeah. you know, mixed in there. Uh, we were talking about the the set pieces, how like the colors of the company and the neon um, the neon borders to all the set pieces and the company yes. being a neon colorful light. And then like the, the sets themselves, like the furniture, all grays, off whites, whites, beige, like muted colors. And then Bobby with the red outfit for her 35th birthday like sticking out so right it was obviously intentional right and then every time the other castmates had to become part of the background like background actors or like moving set pieces for one of the numbers they would kind of wear all one kind of color like almost like a gray brown spectrum of colors so it was like kind of very muted yeah, and then almost like Bobby they weren't pretty much always had the red on. Though. Exactly. It's almost like they would disappear. In fact, um, they do credit someone in the crew as being an illusionist. And I'm like, oh, I did see some magic tricks during the play that I didn't think about until <laughs> later. But like people would disappear behind a door like you'd cl- oh. you'd you know how they slam the door open and then they close the door and then the woman who plays the priest is gone. Oh, yeah. So like there was, that was really good. Yeah. That was all really funny. There were some clever things. And then like people would disappear into the blackness of the backstage yeah. and they'd reappear yeah. in the light. And the flight attendant disappeared from the bed, <gasps> from the bed, like a mound still there, I guess. But yeah, like, you thought there was you, a trap door in some way. Yeah. You thought he was still in bed, but he right. p- popped out somewhere else. Everyone freaked out when he popped out somewhere else. Love it. I love that whole sequence. <laughs> yeah. Some some lyric changes in another hundred people. That song was amazing. So good. He was. I felt like doing a standing ovation for that song. <laughs> yeah, I thought PJ did a great job. The lyric yeah. changes. Um, and they walk together past the postered walls with the crude remarks, and they meet at parties through the friends of friends. Who they never know. Will you pick me up or do I meet you there? Shall we let it go? Did you get my message? Because I looked in vain. Can we see each other Tuesday if it doesn't rain? Look, I'll text you in the morning or I'll call you and explain. I was like, oh, that's yeah. great. I'll text was- you. Oh, much better. Yeah, <laughs> so much better. And obviously they wouldn't have said that when he wrote it in the 70s. No. Um, but I've got to be honest. I actually have never understood what that line <gasps> actually. I can tell you. Uh, 
until this moment. Oh. I mean, I understand not not this moment. I but, got um, you this this time that I saw it. Yeah, because when PJ was singing it, I was like, oh. Look, I'll text you in the morning or I'll call you and explain. And I was like, oh, that's good. I was like, I don't think that I've ever heard that before. And then I was listening to it again later. I was like, oh, yeah, that's because it wasn't the it, initial lyric. And I still don't know what that lyric yeah, is. Yeah. So the original lyric is, look, I'll call you in the morning or my service will explain. Because back in the day when you didn't have answering machines, there was an answering service where you call your operator, whoever's assigned to you. And you say, hey, if anyone calls me when I'm out, can you give them this message? Which oh. would which would be, uh, um, hey, Bobby, if this is you calling, I um, uh. I zipped off to uh, um, I zipped off to stairmaster climbing class or. I got you. So, so that that makes the beginning, like the overture and initial company number, make a lot more sense because Bobby's getting all those calls, and mm -hmm. then she's like, "Hey, yes, it's me. You can wish me a happy birthday." Blah, yes, blah, blah. you know, it's that whole. It's like what she would be saying to a call service. Basically. Yes, yes. Interesting. Okay, glad to know that. Yeah. So in the in the era before technology was even basic, it was. More basic, yeah. It's a city of strangers. Some come to work, some to play. A city of strangers. Some come to stare, some to stay. And every day, some go away. Where they find each other in the crowded streets and the guarded parks. By the rusty fountains and the dusty trees with the battered bikes. And they walk together past the poster walls with the crude remorse. And they meet at parties through the friends of friends who they never know. Will you pick me up or do I meet you there? Or shall we let it go? Did she get my message? Cause I looked in vain. Can we see each other Tuesday if it doesn't rain? Look, I'll message you tomorrow or I'll call you and explain. And another hundred people just got off of the train. And another hundred people just got off of the train. And another hundred people just got off of the train. And another hundred people just got off of the train. Another hundred people just got off of the train. So much credit to Marianne Elliott because, I mean, I'm gonna do a major shout out for women like it really takes a woman to take this musical this really famous musical and make it not only relevant but like make it more poignant touching like make it more comedic like really draw out all of the things that i feel like steven sondheim was trying to get across with the original production mm -hmm. that just has been like falling flat this entire time so like marianne elliott like god bless you for pulling yep. all of those things out of this script and making it come to life in this way that tells the story better than any other production of company i've ever seen before Amen. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so funny, too, because anyone I talk to the 
<laughs> to uh, talk to about the show company and me seeing it or if they saw it as well. That's all we're doing is gushing over it because there's not much to say negatively. Like there's quibbles here and there where I was like, oh, if I could direct it, maybe I'd do it this way. But that's only because I was inspired by how wonderfully amazing this version was that it made me just think of improving things in a different way. But that's just my own interpretation. This interpretation is great. And we've said it a hundred times, probably the best we've seen it. Yeah, honestly, like, I feel like there is not enough hype about company right now. Agreed. Like all we're hearing on like Twitter, in the news, like through media is about the music man. And right. yes, I know. I love the music man. I love Sutton Foster. I love Hugh Jackman. I think they are wonderful, talented actors. However, mm. do not sleep on company. Company is... No. This production, like the star power, first of all, in this production, like you get to see Patty Lapone. Are you fucking kidding me? Right. You're gonna pass up that opportunity? No, what no. is wrong with you? Go see Patty fucking Lapone. Yes. Um, second, you have Katrina Lank as Bobby, mm-hmm. which, like, oh my gosh, her everything is she has more talent in her pinky toe than I have in like my whole body and the bodies of like everyone within a 50 mile radius of me. Oh yeah. Like she is so incredible and her performance as Bobby, as well as her, um, her performance of being alive is it like transports you to another planet. I swear it is so good. did kind of just skip over this song oh, someone no. is waiting yes someone um, is waiting oh i have it up right now yeah sweet as david song. funny and charming as peter larry so different that's the most different song <laughs> that kills me i'm just anytime anytime she's saying larry, larry. I'm just like, no <laughs> like you can't sing that name and make it sound appealing it does not sound appealing at all why are you singing larry i know and don't get me wrong she's a wonderful singer and right. it was a it was you know a beautiful heartwarming performance but i was just so taken out of it by like by it being all these men's names when i'm used to singing like the mm, sweet amy crazy amy whatever sarah and amy and yeah, susan susan <laughs> whatever. Joanne. Like I'm, used to, I'm 
Joanne. Yeah. <laughs> Joanne, would I know her? <laughs> you know, it was just, um, I couldn't sing along to it at all because I didn't know what name was going to come next. Right. And um, so that that song, it, while it was beautifully done, right. um, I was like, oh, I don't know the lyrics anymore. <laughs> right. Like a Peter, sort of Larry, a David, kind of Paul. Wait for me, I'm ready now. If you exist at all. And you're like, what? <laughs> Someone will hold me strong as David. Silly but solid like Peter Larry. <laughs> and that's the thing. Larry was always just like his name standing alone. <laughs> yeah, it is. Someone will wake me warm as David. Loyal as Harry. And loving as Paul. Did I know him? Have I waited too long? <laughs> My loyal Harry, loving Paul, cute Jamie, happy Peter, handsome Larry. Wait for me. <laughs> I'll hurry, wait for me. My loyal David, loving Paul, cute Jamie, happy Peter, handsome. Wait for me, I'll hurry. Wait for me, hurry. Wait for me, hurry. Wait for me. Well, that is a great place to end our little discussion podcast conversation because it's uh, we're we're telling people to go do an action, take action, go see the show. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Please go see it. Please. Run, don't walk to the theater. Like, and punch someone in the face to get down the street if you have to. Like, just go yeah, see do, the show. <laughs> do not miss it. Do not miss out. Even a blizzard couldn't keep Tracy away. It's true. Yep. And I'm telling you, like, and that says a lot because I lived in Florida for like 13 years. So right. <laughs> if a blizzard could not keep me away, then you all have no excuses. Perfect. We have to thank Crystal originally for bringing yes. us company to cover in the first place that inspired us to want to go see it on Broadway. I'm so absolutely. thankful. Yeah, absolutely. So thankful we did. So shout out. Shout out. Overall, this production of Company 2 is my new favorite. I think because of the way they did the staging and the way mm -hmm. they punched up the comedic beat and the modernization just worked together so flawlessly. It's such a good show. It and is. And I mean, the history of the show is so great, but this iteration of the show is, it's superior. Definitely. They really, they really upped it. They upped the stakes. They upped the comedy and the modernization of the plot without changing much, really. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's still, the sh it's still almost exactly the same. Right. The fine tuning is where the details really matter, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that and that that tells you how to produce a play, right? Where a lot of times you cannot change the source material, 
but look how different you can make a play that's, you know, ostensibly the same. It's the same material, mm-hmm. but you can really change the outlook and make it what you need to make it. And it's applicable where it needs to be applicable. And it is still very relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we liked the show. It was a great refreshing show and I definitely enjoyed it and enjoyed Broadway week in my week in New York. Well, that was our review of company for the Broadway baby and the musical maniac. Thank you for listening. (laughs) And thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us, Crystal. Twas a pleasure. (laughs) A joy and a, a, oh, she's such a treasure. She's such a treasure is what Sarah says (laughs) when she's singing side by side by side. Isn't it warm? Isn't it rosy? Side by side. She's such a treasure. By side. Isn't she a treasure? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what that that will be our last she's line a, looks like she's always keeping score who's winning bobby who's winning bobby <laughs> <laughs> love it all right um this is goodbye i guess for now okay thank you you're welcome thank you all right have a good evening we'll catch you on the flip side yes talk so soon yes thank you bye, bye. Bye.